0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. What are you looking forward to? Many folks were looking forward to this holiday weekend and spending time with family and friends. Many are looking forward to the holiday season now before us, with its sights and sounds and getting some time off some time to rest, or maybe you're looking forward to a new job, to finishing school, or something else awaiting you in 2019. The intro it we sang today reminded us, though, of something else, too. That as Christians, we are looking forward to. We are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth. The home of righteousness. The home of righteousness. Where righteousness is not just an occasional guest that comes and goes or pops in now and then. But where righteousness stays and lives. Where everything is always good and right. No sin, no death, no injustice. No division or separation, where everything is as it is supposed to be. And it will not just be the home of righteousness, it will be our home too. We who now are broken and struggling, but then will be perfect and we who are lacking and weak, but then will be strong. And complete in every way and lacking nothing. That is something, that is a home to look forward to. But the events leading up to that day, not so much. Isaiah spoke of those days, saying that the heavens will vanish like smoke and the earth will wear out like a garment. Jesus describes it this way in the Holy Gospel we heard. The sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. And the stars will be falling from heaven. And the powers in the heavens will be shaken. All of which doesn't sound like something to look forward to. But it is, actually. Because then, after that, will be Jesus. He who died and then rose from the dead. He who came and will come again. Or again, as God put it through the prophet Isaiah, My salvation will be forever, and my righteousness will never be dismayed. My salvation, my Jesus, is forever. My righteousness, my Jesus, will never be dismayed. For heaven and earth will pass away, but my words, Jesus says, will not pass away. Pass away, that's a phrase we use for dying. That's what we say. He or she has passed away. It means they're dead. Sin won, sin claimed its wages. So heaven and earth, this world, this creation, if it's passing away, it's dying. Because it too is broken and struggling, lacking and weak. And one day it will pass away. Sin, the anti-life, will win again. Science has confirmed this word of God, noticed this reality too. Though it doesn't know of sin and cannot tell us what comes next. But as Christians, we know what comes next. We know that those who die in Christ, those who pass away in Christ, will receive new life. They will rise from the dead just as Jesus is risen from the dead. That's why, why, while we're sad at the funerals of those who die in Christ we also rejoice in this promise of God. So too, when heaven and earth pass away then, though a frightening day, at the same time, it will be a joyful day. For we know there is new life awaiting in the one who paid all sin's wages on the cross, in the one who defeated death, in the one who provided a next, a future for us, in Jesus. For his resurrection means that sin did not, in fact, win. He did. And so as Jude reminds us today, he is able. He is the one who is able. Able to keep us, able to help us, able to take us from death to life again, from this world to the next. For as we have remembered this whole church year, he himself paved the way. He was born into this world to die and then went through death to life, from this world to the next. For you and me to provide a way for us that where he is we too may be. Jesus is able to do that. He is able to do what we are unable to do. For this time that we are now living in Jesus says is like a man going on a journey but who is coming back again and who will come back at just the right time in the nick of time, just when everything around us is coming to an end and falling apart, all the chaos and catastrophe we heard of earlier. And we need hope. That is our hope. That is how we can look forward to the end. Because the end isn't just the end, the end isn't just the curtain going down on your life or on this world, and there's nothing more. And the end isn't going to happen by accident either. The end is Jesus coming back. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the scriptures tell us, the beginning and the end. So as sure as this world, this creation is here, just as sure is Jesus' coming. Not just to end it, but to recreate it. Make it new and good and perfect again. So Jesus says, Watch for him. Watch like we watch for the snow when a blizzard is coming. Watch like we watch for family to arrive when the holidays come. That is not an idle kind of watching, but watching and waiting with much activity and preparation. And excitement. But what does that look like? Such waiting and watching. We'll turn back to the reading from Jude for the answer. Who lists a number of things there. He says, but you beloved. Build yourselves up in your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others, show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. Those are the same kinds of things that we do as we wait for the weather or for the holidays, just in a spiritual way. So build yourselves up in your most holy faith means to get what you need before the day comes. Not from what's at the supermarket, but what's at the church. The word and the body and blood of Jesus to feed you and strengthen you in your watching. To keep you from distraction and weariness and to be strong in his forgiveness and life. To pray in the Holy Spirit comes from that. For we respond to what we receive from Jesus. He speaks, and then we speak. Our guests say, we're coming, and we say, yes, come. Jesus says, I'm coming, and we say, yes, come, Lord Jesus. And then keep yourselves in the love of God and wait for his mercy. The love of God, first and foremost, is his forgiveness. So keep yourselves in this. Confess your sin and receive his absolution. Just as we keep in touch before the weather arrives or our guests arrive. Have mercy on those who doubt. Those whose faith is weak and wavering. Help them as we help our neighbors during a storm. Or as we visit them during the holidays. Assure them of the love of God for them in Christ Jesus. Point to his manger. Point to his cross. To see the love of God. Save others by snatching them out of the fire Jesus says. Warn them about sin. Do good for them. When they are suffering in sin and its consequences. Like when storms hit or the holidays come. Communities often come together. Neighbors help each other. Why only then? And not getting caught up in sin either. Hating even the garment stained by the flesh. Not hating our neighbors or turning away from them. But turning away from sin and the things of sin. And staying focused on the coming one. On Jesus, waiting for Him, watching for Him, lest He suddenly come and find you asleep. Lest He come and find that your faith has given way to the things, the concerns, the desires of this world. Lest He find that instead of turning away from sin and focusing on Him and His forgiveness, we turned away from Him and His forgiveness. And focused on well. Me, what I think, what I want, what pleases me, what benefits me only. If that's my focus now, that will be my focus also when the end comes. And so it will be a day of worry and fear, trying to protect and preserve me and what I have. But if instead... We are waiting and watching for Jesus. If our focus is not on me, but on him, then when the end comes, when he comes, then it will be a day of joy. A day not of loss, but of gain. A day not of death, but of life. An end, but also a beginning. The day of the new heavens and the new earth. The home of righteousness. Again, a day to look forward to. So, are you? Are you looking forward to that day or are you too nearsighted? Are you waiting and watching for it or too busy? Too consumed by the tyranny of the present? It's tough, isn't it? we triage our lives and there's stuff that needs to get done now and stuff that we can put off and so we do so the end of the church year is good for us it gives us the glasses we need to correct our nearsightedness enable enable us to look ahead to look forward to the day and Jesus coming again and to triage our lives rightly And know what really matters and what doesn't. And to know that when that day comes, it will be a day of joy. The day we've been looking forward to. For the same Jesus who comes to us now, here, hidden in water and words and bread and wine. Will be the Jesus who comes then in glory. And all the family of God will be home. Our brothers and sisters in Christ from the beginning of time to the end of time. And from every peoples, tribes, nations, and languages. That day will be like all the holidays. Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, Easter, birthdays. All rolled into one big celebration. A joy unlike any other. But that's what Jesus has done for us, for you. So are you looking forward to that day? Yeah. And maybe looking forward to that day will help us get through today too. With a little more confidence, a little more peace, and a little more joy.